Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Another edition of the Bradfo Show. I'm here with third base coach, infield instructor, Patriots number one fan, Brian Butterfield. And I was thinking of who would be the next person on the Bradfo Show podcast. And, and I know that, Butter, you're decision-making and your instincts are probably, at this point, keener than anybody. So, but who, who would you like to see on this podcast? Without a doubt, I think it would be uh, Drew Pomerantz, without a doubt. Well, your your wishes are granted. Making his first appearance on the Bradfoe Show, that means free T-shirt. Congratulations, Drew Pomerantz. Uh, here at the JetBlue Park. Drew, congratulations not only on being the podcast, but being married this offseason. Yeah, thank you. It was a big, big offseason for me. Yeah, this is, this is in every offseason where you get married, you go to uh, Australia. I mean, it, not Australia, like private islands off of Australia. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun getting married and hit a couple different spots in Australia. Saw some pretty cool stuff. So... Take take me through the end of this, uh, starting at the end of the season. You have, you you pitch in the playoffs. You throw ninety six miles an hour. You get married. You go to Australia. Um, is it was it? And then all of a sudden you have a stem cell. Well, actually, you had the stem cell injection before you got married, right? Yeah, yeah. I had that uh, done right after the season, and then just had some. Uh Knowing I had some relaxing time coming up, I just took it easy for a couple months after that. There is no better wedding present than having a stem cell injection. Was there immediately after um, the playoffs where you knew that you were going to get this stem cell injection? And take me through, if you can, because we've talked a lot about the, the, the process that you took to heal your elbow. Um, take me through that decision. Was it made in September? And then you say, I'm going to do this in October, and then I'm going to go to Australia. Uh, we had kind of talked about it towards the end of the year, um, something that we do right after the year just to kind of help uh, – help get everything recovered for the next season and knowing that I had some you know the doctor said to take some time off and relax anyway and I was like well I, 
I do have a lot of time to relax anyway, so this kind of is kind of the perfect situation for it. And I know we've talked about this before, but we haven't talked about it here. Why stem cell? Why not PRP? Platelet, platelet-rich plasma, which is usually the way that, uh, for the last few years anyway, that's the way a lot of guys have gone when, the, instead of having surgery, to heal your elbow. Why stem cell? Um, they, you know, it's the stem cells. I guess m- more experimental. They call it just because of the you have to use live cells, so they're harder to get. Um, you have to take them out of a body, in my own body, in my case. Um, Was it your hip? Yeah, from the back, the big hip bone in my kind of lower back area. They drill in there and extracted it and spun it kind of the same as PRP and uh, and then just in, injected it into the flexor. Once again, this does not sound something you had enough to worry about getting married and you having to drill in your hip. Did it take your mind off getting the china patterns and the and the and the guest list and everything? Yeah, I I didn't have much to do anyway. My wife my wife did most of the planning, so I just. Uh, I zipped off to L.A. for a couple of days, had it done, and then came right back, and then we, you know, got ready to go get married. <laughs> that seems weird. That's like when, when, like, my wife asking me, when do you want to induce the child before you're out or after you run the marathon? Um, so did it hurt? How long did it hurt? So when you're, when you're exchanging vows, could you feel your elbow healing, or did it, was it still a little bit in pain, or how did that happen? It was still a little, uh... It wasn't too bad by then. It was it was still a little sore for a while after, but um, you know I, I guess that's part of the healing process. I I felt it, you know, for about two two and a half months after that. Probably probably about two months after that, after I had it done, and then uh, from there I just kind of progressively got better. So when was the moment where you said this worked? This feels like it actually worked. Um, when I first started throwing, um, you know, it was still a little sore just from. You know, a lot, all the healing going on in there, and I probably was, you know, just kind of tight just from from resting. Um, I was kind of throwing throwing very passively in the beginning, just just to get my arm moving, kind of get things going before I really started, you know, throwing the ball and putting some force effort into it. Um, probably, I don't know. It started feeling way better, like probably like two weeks ago. To be honest, um, they say it takes about three months anyway, which three months would have put me like. I don't know, I guess late January sometime. And then uh, I feel like I've hit a few different you know, points where it's just gotten better and kind of broke through and gotten better, better. And right now it feels pretty good. So two weeks ago, you said it took a turn. Was it in a bullpen? Was it just throwing? Was it like, oh, my goodness, this feels a lot better than it has in a long, long time? Yeah, I don't know if there's some, I don't know, from where everything healed, maybe everything just, all this, you know, all that stem cells in there, I don't know. Could have just healed a little tight or a little, uh, um, a little stiff. Um, and we've been doing our normal treatment, just kind of loosening, stretching, you know, massages. And uh, I don't know. I, I threw a heat pack on one day before I went out to play catch, and it just it felt better. So I don't know if I got some good blood flowing and broke everything up or whatnot, but. Uh, it was uh, definitely a huge difference. I could have used some stem cells about five different times this spring training. Uh, when did it feel it worse last year? So obviously when you go down this road, it had to have felt. And, and when you were moved to the bullpen at the end of the year, there was a reason why you were and were drawn back. But when did it, when did A, start hurting, and B, really feel like, oh, this isn't good? Uh, it was kind of an ongoing thing for probably over half the year. Uh, it's just a, everyone deals with something, you know, and um, 
you know, in my mind, there wasn't anything that was going to stop me last year. So having the best year ever was, you know, in my career was figuring a lot of things out. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things you got to figure out how to make it work and go out there and, you know, feel good enough to get the, get your job done every once every five days. But that's a lot of pressure, though. I mean, because because you make the All Star team, you get traded, you come to a new team, and anybody coming to Boston in the middle of a pennant race is this is a lot of pressure. I mean, there was then having to deal with that must have been a little daunting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, everyone's dealing with something, and um, you know, and most of the time we're the we're the ones that know what's going on. You know, it's you know, no one else really knows what we're dealing with. Um, but like I said, I just, you know, got my mind right to pitch every five days and, uh, you know, was recovering enough to, to feel good enough to pitch every five days and go out there and, uh, still feel good. But, um, you know, it, it can be tough. It's, it's, you know, pitching the big leagues in itself is tough enough. I mean, especially when you got other things going on, but you just kind of have to stay focused and not let any, you know, anything you like, you, you know, yourself, so you have to stay within yourself do what you know you're capable of doing and just kind of not worry about the rest of it. At any point in the Red Sox, in the Red Sox uniform when you came over, did you feel as good as you did when you were cruising to the All-Star game? Uh, you know, I... I know, listen, I know you were hurt. You're not making excuses. This yeah. is, you're grandfathered in this question. It's just the reality of looking back at last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, like I said, it was an ongoing issue for a lot, most of the year. So, um... I don't. I don't remember. You know, a lot when I felt. I, I'll put it this way. I feel a lot better now than I did then. But I uh, also threw a lot of innings. You know, high, whatever. But I, I feel strong right now. And right now, it's just me repeating my. You know, finding my delivery now that I'm driving the ball. And you know, after that breakthrough a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm just uh, you know trying trying to get get my rhythm down. Rhythm is key for me. Well, that's the thing. You go through all of that into, as you said, two weeks out, um, the triceps thing aside. But as we sit here right now, you must have some sense of gratification saying what I did worked that, in terms of how it feels. And does it feel like you did, like this, say, at this time last year? Because I would imagine you felt okay last year at this time. Yeah, I felt great this time last year. You know, it was a different situation. I had thrown a lot before I even came into spring training because I was going in to win a starter's job. But this year I had to take it easier. And, you know, it was kind of a... You know, that's kind of a tough thing to deal with. It's just I've, I'm always, every year, every year I've been so ready coming in. I've never had to do this before. So I'm kind of, some of the things that I've had to figure out before I get spring training, I'm having to figure out during spring training. So that's a, uh, that's a, um, another, you know, obstacle in itself. But, uh, I, you know, I, from here, like I said, it kind of go, goes along with last year. You know, I go out there and pitch now and I'm not too much focused on results I am I mean you know no one's okay with going out there and pitching bad in spring training you know don't tell you know what they tell you but um you want to do well but you also understand where you're at in the process and uh if you know if it was a, yeah if I gave up five runs but I, I felt good and it was a step up or I figured something out that's a win for spring training is what I think if you're out there just give, giving up hits left and right and you don't know what the heck's going on that's not uh that, that's not a win, you know. That's 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 not a good thing. Did you did you sense everyone freaked out the other day? Uh probably. You know, I and I, you know that's why I, I tried to make a point to say you know I I don't think he was anything serious. You know, it's just that, that's the part of me trying to find my mechanics now that I'm finally th- putting some a lot of effort into throwing, um, really driving the ball to the plate. 
is just, you know, I was searching for that feeling and my arm was dragging behind me a little bit. And, you know, that's, you know, you're going to feel stuff when your body's in the wrong position, especially when you get out of slot and start putting pressure on other areas of your body. But, um, you know, it wasn't a, wasn't a big deal, something I went watch video all that night and the next day and uh, figured out what was going on and uh, fixed it the next day. You know, I didn't perfect it the next day, but uh, figured out what I needed to do, and now it's just about repeating it. Was it human nature because, you know, you don't know, like if one's connected to the other and everything else, of for one second feeling, hey, I don't want any sort of hiccups? Yeah, it was something I knew wasn't related to the other, so I was kind of... I was, it was more frustrating for me because, you know, everything that I did last year felt great, you know, everything I did, you know, took care of this all season felt great, and um, it was just another, you know, finally one thing feels good, and then there's this, and it's just like, it's just an annoying little thing, you know, I, I knew I would wake up the next morning, or I didn't feel anything resting, so it wasn't like I was throbbing when I was done, you know, it was just a little thing that was something I felt in my tricep when I, my arm was behind my body. And um, so I wasn't really worried about that. It was just, you know, it, just, it was probably a good thing, actually, to make me get in there and figure out what the heck was going on. And I kind of honed in on what my, the, some of the things in my delivery I needed to, you know, to polish up. The one thing I think last year where you take away from last year is confidence. Is, you know, you, we've talked before about getting a chance, finally getting your chance to start. And then getting, making the most of that opportunity, making the all-star team. And it, I would imagine for you, it's just about, I did this. I proved I can do this in the major leagues. It doesn't matter what park, what division, what league. If I'm healthy, I can do this. Is that, is that something that you have in your back pocket that maybe you hadn't had in your back pocket for your entire career? Yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely nice to have that year to think about but at the same time last year was last year and this year I need to focus on doing my job every time out like I did last year you know if you dwell dwell in the past too much you know you really you know that that does nothing last year you know if I go out there and get shelled for five outings and be like hey well I did good last year you know they're gonna be like oh who gives a shit you know it's like just it's just the way it goes so I I you know you you think about it you you try and pick pick what what was what made me do well last year and kind of roll that over try and roll that over into this year and kind of can pick up where you left off and continue that on throughout the season um but yeah it's it's useful but you can't you can't rely on that (laughs) It's you know it, this is a thing is it, when we look at this rotation, Chris Sale and David Price and the Cy Young Award winner, Stephen Wright, All Star, Eduardo Rodriguez, you know great stuff, almost pitched a no hitter, an All Star, an All Star Drew Pomerantz, and and this is I would imagine that one the next step for you is being not having people remind people All Star Drew Pomerantz is just being lumped in with the other guy. Um. You know, it's it's great to be around those guys. Um, you know, me just to kind of learn from, you know, the way they go about things every day. They're all in here busting their ass and uh, on and off the field. They're in here, you know, um, taking care of what they need to take care of. Is there of. anything you've learned from being being this spring training? And maybe they've learned stuff from you. I don't know. But is there anything you that you've picked up? Because these are pretty accomplished guys. Yeah, it's just... It's more their preparation. Uh, you know, the elite guys, the preparation, they they have the preparation 
to go into each start, they know what they want to do, and they can execute it. That's what makes them elite. You know, I, you know, sometimes you know me or anyone could be like, okay, I need to do this and this, this, and get this guy out. You know how to get every guy out, but if you can't execute it, then you're not going to be successful. Those guys are really good at that. Just sitting down on paper, this, this, I know how to get this guy out, this guy out, this guy out. They go out there and do it, and you know we're in a great position every time out there. Yeah, that's it's not a lot of guys can do that. Some guys even don't even like going off scouting reports, right? Yeah, you know, um, and you know when you, once you're around a little while, you you, you remember how. And you start to learn how to get guys out. And, you know, when you're around even longer, the hitter knows what you're trying to do to them, and it's about execution. Or, you know, you can – or maybe maybe not execution. They know what you're trying to do, and you miss. Maybe you get them out. But that's just baseball. You know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a definite thing. You know, I could go out there with the best game plan in the world but and execute it and still give up sure. – give runs, you know. It's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, we talk about human nature and human nature about the um, – about – wanting to impress, coming to Boston and all that. Uh, if I was traded, one of the things that for my human nature would be following the guy who I was traded for. Have you Googled Anderson Espinosa one time? No, I mean, I've, I, I still follow, you know, on Twitter. You know, I've been with five teams, four or five teams now, so I follow those. Um, I still follow those teams on Twitter, so the things that I see are stuff that pops up because, you know, I've been traded three times, four times, whatever it is. So, uh you, know, you still see those guys you get traded for kind of pop up, and you're kind of all jumbled around. And I don't know what his situation is, but you know, I heard he's a good pitcher, so I don't know. <laughs> Give me the power rankings of guys you were traded for. I mean, you who who are some of the guys? We know Anderson Espinosa last year. In the first trade, I was traded for Ubaldo Jimenez from Colorado, and then I think I got traded for Brett Anderson, and then. Uh, Oh, and then Yonder Alonso was to San Diego. That first time you were traded, which was the Ebaldo Jimenez trade, I remember that. That was a big deal because the Red Sox were actually, there was some thought that they might try to trade for Jimenez, and the Indians stepped in. When the, when that first happened, was was that the shock? I mean, was that night and day compared to when you were traded last year because you had gone through it? Yeah, that was a crazy one. I actually... Uh... I was in double-A in Akron, and I was warming up for the game. I was pitching that night, and, uh, you know, it's, the game's in 10 minutes. I'm about a couple minutes, you know, from being ready to go in the game, and phone rings in the bullpen, and then the coach is just like, hey, uh, go, you're done, take it in. I'm like, what? It's 10 minutes before the game starts. So I'm walking across the field, and some a reliever starts throwing to warm up. I'm walking across the field, and someone whispers, like, hey, you just, just got traded, and I'm just walking. I'm just – I get this slow – I can still remember this slow walk across the whole field. The stadium's full. Everyone's there, and I'm just kind of thinking, like, what the hell does this mean? Like, what's going on? It's my first year playing. Um, I, I didn't really – it was crazy. That was a crazy moment. Was that the first – your first professional year? Yeah, it was my first year in pro ball, yeah. 2011. First – I got drafted in 2010, signed late, and didn't play. And then uh, that was my first year playing in about July 31st, I guess. Does that feel like forever ago? It does. I've had a lot of stuff squeezed in between those two times, or between that first one. Um, it feels like it was 10, you know, 20 years ago almost. I don't know. Was there ever a chance? Was there ever a time in that time because you had sort of morphed into a reliever? Was there ever a time where you felt like I'm not going to get my chance to do what you ended up doing last year? Um. I didn't know. I, you know, I had bounced around, done 
you know, I'd always known I could be a good starter. Um, you know, you're not always put in situation. I didn't really have a choice in 15 when I got put in the bullpen. You know, our bullpen wasn't doing very well, and I got hurt, and it just was, it wasn't really, you know, they didn't phrase it as a demotion. They phrased it as, we need help down there, and we think you can do it. You did it a little bit last year, um, you know. Do you want to? Do you want to be the guy down there? So, I went down the bullpen and was pretty much the first guy up every day. You know, if there's some, if I was up that day and something's going on, boom, you're up. Didn't matter when it was, seventh, eighth, ninth, whatever, I was up. Um, but I, I always in my, you know, I always knew that I could be successful as a starter and I just had to figure out how to get myself back there and kind of simplify things and you know it, it just consumed my mind all, all baseball consumes my mind all the time anyway off season doesn't matter day and night you know that's that's all I think about is ways to improve and uh ways ways to get better because you know we all you know if you're not striving to be the best anywhere then you know you, you lose your edge you know? okay but but so if that's the case then last august and september and october must have been a complete mine you know what right i mean if if you're sitting there staring at the ceiling thinking about baseball typically then when you're thinking about my elbow i'm thinking about impressing people in boston or thinking about a pen race that must have been like i don't i, don't, I can't imagine what that was like yeah it was a, it was a lot a lot going on but um you know, I, I had some good games in there, had some bad games. You, you know, you, you can't expect to be perfect every time out. You just kind of, um, you know, it's part of what I did this offseason, kind of, you know, think about, like, what what was different between when I got traded, you know, and the games that I didn't do very well. Um, you know, I I think there's, there's a few things just execution-wise or my plan going into the games that I did a little different. Um you know, with all the other stuff going on too, that's doesn't add into it. But you know, it's going to be like that. It's you know, you're not going to have a, you know, it's not going to be a no pressure situation ever. You know, baseball is you know, you're always, you know, in a position to get out of things, and you just got to slow the game down. And uh, is that know. the biggest thing? I mean, you talk about pitching in Boston and pitching. If you had to look back at everything. And with the whirlwind that you went through last year, is it just something as simple as let's just slow everything down? Is that one of the biggest things where you said maybe I didn't do that as much as I should? I think it's a big thing. I think I I just went a different direction than some of the things that made me good. Um, you know, obviously I had a good curveball, um, good uh, you know, good four seam fastball. Um, I didn't. I don't think I threw my two seam. I threw some changeups in there. A couple games I did good. Um, you know, it's just I had a really good, you know, game plan going in to San uh, most of, most of those games in San Diego. You know, I had some bad games. Obviously, you're gonna have ups and downs over a long season. But um, you made the All Star team, so more times than not. Yeah, yeah, I did. But um, you know, I had a lot of good games. But you know, I think you learn a lot in the bad ones. You know, you sometimes when you have some good games for me, you go in thinking like, oh, I got this, and then. It doesn't go the way you want, and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" So you kind of have to analyze, you know. You know, I maybe I was a little feeling a little too good going into that, and I was a little aggressive. For me, it's staying back. When I don't stay back, I'm in trouble. And when I feel good, I have a tendency to jump, you know, to be out front. And part of what made me good there is I think I I realized that and kind of press reset and just 
just slowed it down a little bit, and they helped me help the ball came come back out normally. But it's tougher to to stay back and not jump forward when you have. I don't know when you when you, Fenway Park's a little bit different than Petco Park. Yeah, you know I wouldn't say that it was, you know, too much pitching there. It was different. You know, it was a I had a lot more innings in me. Um, you know I you know wh- whatever it is. You know I don't I it's still in my mind can't find one specific thing why I didn't you know pitch like I would have liked to. Um, but it's a different league too. But I've pitched in this week and I've pitched I've pitched good in American League too. Um, but uh, right now, I'm just focused on being healthy and uh, just, you know, excited about my first season. Well, that, yeah, well, that's the thing. Is finally to, to wrap things up is that as you sit here right now, all of this, you've come through all of this, and here you are. You're sitting here as perceived as the pitcher who is going to slot into the rotation, who is going to be the guy that they traded for, and and you can feel confident that you don't have all the stuff that's going on last year. Yeah, confidence is key. Um, you know, if it can definitely make things a lot more, a lot more complicated to deal with when there's all these other things behind the scenes you're dealing with. But uh, I'm feeling good this year, and you know, I didn't you know obviously this year I didn't get to work on a lot of things I would have liked to because I had to um, because of the shorter throwing program I had. And I didn't get to throw off the mound or anything before I came here, but you know it's it's a challenge, and I've, I'm welcome to the challenge. You know, it's it's another you know it, when you there's nothing challenging, it gets a little boring. You know, um, so I'm I'm excited to um, figure it out these next. You know, I'm, I'm excited for the next one tomorrow, and then you know I I normally don't in spring training. I normally get it to try. I pull it together in the last couple starts anyway. Uh, you just kind of get all the, the new games, 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 and then you just kind of bring it in together right before the season. Not too far away. Drew, thanks so much, and uh, and good luck, man. It's, 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 been a, it's been a crazy couple of months, but things seem to be settling down, and now we can focus on 2017. All right, great. Thanks for having me. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. How did one man go from the scion of a Bay Area sausage company 
to triple murderer. But Stuart was always just a little off the rails. I'm Natalia Gravich, and I explored this question and many others on The Sausage King, a new podcast from KCBS Radio and Odyssey. He would park the truck with the pig and the straw in front of my campaign headquarters. Didn't like to follow any rules. Subscribe and listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.